You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, welcome to Triviality. My name is Ken, and uh, today's episode is sponsored by our favorite seven-year-old listener, Henry Head. How you doing out there, Henry? Um, But uh, today in the studio, my normal cohorts, Neil, Jeff, Matt, how you doing? Uh, doing all right. Did you say the line? I did uh, not say the You know what? <laughs> no, it's mixing fine. it up. I mean, when it's on a show that, uh, with the lack of seriousness and a little bit of knowledge, sometimes you don't uh-huh. need to say the line. Thank you. Um, I felt like this kind of pain from not having heard the line to start the show. I didn't think we could even do it. Well, now uh, you're so now you're relieved that I, Neil Neil said the line. I'll relieve you anytime, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to to mix it up for the listeners a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. You always got, you want to mix it up. It's like uh, getting a bag of candy on Halloween, and you want to get a Clark bar, but you get a Snickers. I think if you've done something 77 times one way, you should continue to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll revert back to the normal. <laughs> But um, today, we're super excited. We have some Skype guests uh, coming to us today. First of all, Henry's father, Josh Head. How you doing? Good. Doing great. You're coming to us all the way from Austin, Texas, and you are a United States champion, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem, man. I really enjoy the show. And besides being a great dad, what do you do out there? Uh, I work for a software company. Um, I do the back-end stuff, so... Not real glamorous, but mm-hmm. it's it's it makes the living. <laughs> it's <Our>. a living. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today his teammate is going to be Liz Hoffman, uh, also from Texas, but uh, now lives in Seattle. So how are you doing today, Liz? Yes, I'm originally from Sugarland, Texas, but mm-hmm. I live just outside of Seattle. I am in supply chain management out here on the West Coast, and I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. And uh, since you guys are both from Texas, uh, you guys came up with a pretty good team name. Yeah, t- Texas Connection. The Texas Connection, <laughs> which sounds like a pretty good movie, too. Mm-hmm. It does sound... I believe they should spell it, though, yeah. Texas Connection with the K-E-N for yeah. Ken. Right. <laughs> I believe that means it's go. it's vaguely related, right? Vaguely related. It's like right. the French Connection, but with way less smoking, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, but potentially uh, some chainsaws. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, Jeff is going to sit this one out, and uh, we're bringing back Team Meal for mm-hmm. another uh, for another run. Yes. Yeah, did we win? Yeah, we were Team Happy Meal. Oh, that's right. Okay. See, I don't remember anymore. If we, lo- if we lose, we're Team Morose Meal. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> what's our toy? What's the toy that we're giving out? I vote for the glass Batman 
uh, the glass uh, from Batman Forever. Yeah, the Batman Why Forever glass. Of that? I don't know. Why would you give yeah. children glass? Well, I remember I was so excited. I went to McDonald's all the time, and I, I was like, I want to get the new Batman glass or the Joker glass or um, the uh, Riddler glass, and then I would drink soda out of it when yeah. I got home. I go chicken nugget that turns into a transformer. But either way, somebody tells <laughs> me I have some of those glasses somewhere. <laughs> Oh, you should find them. Yeah. I go teeny beanie baby. Oh, yes. My dad has a full collection, which we've gone over <laughs> multiple times on the show. But uh, I'm going to be bringing it with the questions today. Uh, doing something kind of interesting. I'm just kind of doing, trying some stream of consciousness uh, question writing. So all my questions are actually... Um, In tongues? Based around song titles from a specific band. I just went straight down two of their albums, uh, for the most part, minus the um, the final round. Um, I don't expect anybody to know where these are coming from, and they're not he- heavily related to the song titles. But if you want to play a little mini game at home, feel free. But it's 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 a deep dive, so don't expect to get this. <laughs> and without further ado, let's toss to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple: twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. I'm pretty sure the rules guy likes this band too, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I know very little about the rules guy. Yeah, what uh, is with the rules guy? He's actually in Illinois. Is he? Yeah, he's in Southern Illinois. He does a lot of voiceover work. We should, uh, we should have him on for an interview. I don't know. Yeah, we should actually. I don't know how far south he is, but yeah, we should have him on. And what's uh, his real name, Neil? Yeah, his name's Darren Millar uh, or Marlar, uh, depending on the pronunciation. But he's in Southern Illinois, so we'll have to get him on the show and and uh, do a live read for Ken. Yeah. Of the yeah. real Ooh, of the rules, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Darren, for all these great reads that you do, and uh, you know, you'll forever be known as the rules guy. All right, so if you guys are ready, um, I'll go ahead and read my first question. Round one, question one. Between the 13th and 15th of February, 1945, U.S. and British coalition bombers dropped high explosives and incendiary devices on what German city, destroying 1,600 acres of the city center? Um, So, I don't know, Berlin or... Yeah, my first thought was Berlin, and then I thought there's no way that's right because that's like the obvious answer. Yeah, I I don't. I, what other cities are in Germany that would be Berlin? Um, uh, <laughs> I, I know it's so East bad. Berlin. Uh, Isn't oh, Hamburg. Um, Hamburg. Hamburg. Was that like an epicenter? No, of? he's just playing off the Happy Meal. Yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> um, hot dog. Hamburg. The Hamburg hot dog. Munich. I don't know. It's a movie. It's a movie. You like movies. It's a Spielberg movie. Okay. We'll we're <laughs> you know, there's a different Spielberg movie about World War II. Oh, yeah. I know. All right. Um, we both pretty much hit on Dresden, first of all. Mm, trying mm. to come up with and see if there were any other cities that we knew that got bombed very heavily. But I think I, I think we're going to go with Dresden. Can we go ahead and lock that in? Okay. Yep. They're locked in with Dresden. Mm. And... Uh, Reminds me of the Dresden Files. Meal, yeah. what are you going with? My sister had a doll from Dresden. Yeah, Matt and I had a very in-depth conversation <laughs> about uh, about war and and planning and and very respectful, very respectful, and uh, we we just kind of decided on Munich based on the Spielberg movie. Quick draw. It's I believe it's Dresden, and the answer is Dresden. Yeah. All right. Bad start. <sighs> bad start. <laughs> Sad meal. <laughs> Not enough salt on those fries. It's going to be a bad meal. Yeah. All right. Qu- question two. Let's see what happens. In Game of Thrones, 
Bastards from the North have the surname of Snow, and Bastards from the Stormlands are named Storm. What is the surname for Bastards from Dorn? Locked in. Oh. <laughs> Isaac. Damn it, Jeff. Uh, all right. So we're going to mute in chat. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the show that well to, oh to do God. it. Sorry. Uh, Tyr- Lannister, is that? Lannister, yeah. He's a... Uh, I mean, he's Tyrion Lannister, but he's not, um, he's not technically a bastard. His mom just looked at him because, or his dad does because he killed his mom from birth. Okay. So wait, so, um, so Snow is the North, Stormborn is Storm, uh-huh. and then Dorn is the, um, oh man, which one? Dorn's, yeah. Dorn's not the, the fish one. That's, um, Pike. I don't know. I, I mean, I've read the first half of the first book. Okay. I have a, I have a locked in answer. Okay. Um, we thought about it pretty quickly um came up with sand uh that's the only other like you know uh bastard last name that i could think of was sand and so she agreed with me and that's what we're locking in with okay they're in with sand how about you guys uh yeah we we didn't know uh we've only seen a little bit of the show and uh this wasn't something that we could pull even though we just wrote a game of thrones themed uh game but we (laughs) couldn't think of it so uh we just locked in with reek and quick draw. Sand. And the correct answer is sand. For the record, my uh, the Chargers quarterback has my favorite bastard last name, uh, which is Rivers, and I believe that's the Crown Lands in Game mm. of Thrones. Hmm. All right. Good job, guys. Uh, number three. The Beaufort scale developed by Irish hydrographer Francis Beaufort is a system of measuring what weather-related phenomenon? I think um, to the Beaufort scale. Mm-hmm. For some reason, what's coming to me is either... Um, rainfall or something to do with uh, hurricanes or something. Okay, and I, I, I was vaguely thinking it had something to do with um, like tsunami waves. Uh huh. Oh, like oh, like the uh, basically like um a Richter scale for tsunamis. Like the yeah, like the height of the crest of a. Okay, that sounds right. I mean, you said the height of tsunamis. I, I just think tsunami would be would be fine. Then we got we have to factor in the Japanese connection. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you idiot. All right, we're locked in. You guys can feel free to talk out. So we're thinking. My first thought was that Beaufort scale related to wind. So two weather-related things dealing with wind would be like how you measure hurricanes, how you measure tornadoes. Josh, what are you thinking? <sighs> Hydrographer makes me think something to do with water. Now, water. I don't know. I got nothing. I, yeah, <laughs> kind of coming up like two. Do we just want to go with tornado just to close it out? I don't think yeah, it's right, uh, but I don't have a better. Yeah, answer. I guess so. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Okay. We'll tornado. Tornado. You guys? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of the things that you were talking about, we thought it had to do with water or wind speed, and when you add those together, we were thinking tsunami. So we locked in with tsunami. Quick draw. Uh, just to guess something different than everybody else, I said humidity. Well, uh, a lot of you guys said the correct answer. It's a little simpler than uh, you made it. It's just wind speed or wind force. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Hopefully the winds blow our way on this next one. Nice transition. (laughs) Next question. In his heyday, what silent film comedy mastermind produced, directed, and acted in such films as Sherlock Jr., Steamboat Bill Jr., and The Cameraman? Uh, You said Steamboat uh, Willie. Steamboat Bill Jr., <laughs> Sherlock Jr., and the cameraman. When you talk about silent film stars uh, who were triple threats or quadruple threats. You think, uh, you're thinking the chaplain? 
No, not Chaplin. So you either go Chaplin, uh, Buster Keaton, or Harold Lloyd are mm-hmm. usually the, the top three. I believe uh, Buster Keaton was in um, Steamboat Bill. If that's Oh, no, that's the general. See, now I'm, now I'm questioning myself. Sherlock Jr. No, you know what? Um, I just watched an Adam Ruins Everything yesterday mm-hmm. about um, things ending up in public domain, and they were talking about how Buster Keaton was in a movie that Steamboat Willie, the Mickey Mouse character, was copied from. So Buster Keaton could possibly... Okay. I, I don't think it's Chaplin. So it, yeah, it's either Harold Lloyd or Buster Keaton. So I, I, I'd probably go Buster Keaton. Is that... You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, right away, I just went to Buster Keaton um, because that's... Uh, I've seen uh, Sherlock Jr. before, and I, I'm pretty sure that he was in it. And the only other silent movie star that I could think of was Chaplin, and none of those were Chaplin movies. So that's what we locked in with was Keaton. Okay, Buster Keaton. Meal? Uh, yeah, um, kudos to Matt on this one. I, I said it was either Chaplin, Buster Keaton, or Harold Lloyd, and he said he remembered uh, Buster Keaton uh, being in one of these films, so we went Buster Keaton. Okay, and Quick Draw? And he's uh, left the room. Quick Draw has left the studio, so it looks <laughs> like he's getting skipped on this question, and the correct answer is Buster Keaton. All right. Hey, on the board. Woo-hoo. To be fair, Gross. Jeff, had he wrote a zero and then left the room, so I, I don't think he was I don't think Oh, he was he's back. He's back. Did you have an answer for that one? Quick draw? Um, yeah, I was thinking, um, I only have two names that I can think of. I was thinking Charlie Chaplin was too easy, so I guessed one of my other favorite physical comedians of the time. I said Buster Keaton. Uh, and quick oh. draw's right, too. Very convenient <laughs> walking in. Buster <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> and next I actually just watched a, like a Vox video on Buster Keaton the other day. Hmm. Next question. The Serval and the Caracal are members of what big animal family? I'm locked in. Serval or Caracal? You said mm-hmm. what? animal what animal family yeah what kind of animal are they caracal caracal sounds uh uh avian to me but mm. uh caracal i feel like there's an oh no maybe it's a monkey i was thinking it was that that um that little monkey that uh it puts its arms up to defend itself and then people are selling them I don't know. I, I I don't know if i've ever serval for some reason makes me think of snakes i don't think it is oh really hmm Quit monkeying around. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was watching a show with Henry, um, and it's the serval rings a bell that it's a cat that can jump really high. And I remember them being on like a basketball court, and the cat could jump up and like hit the rim. Wow. And <laughs> that's, I, I don't know the other one, um, but that's, that's all I've got. That's all I can come up with on that. Okay. So we'll lock in with cat. Mm-hmm. Okay, a big cat. How about you guys? Yeah, Matt. Matt, uh, are you? I'll let you explain it. No, I didn't actually have a reason. Uh, it just sound when he said monkey, it sounded like a type of monkey I heard before, and I said okay, and we locked in with monkey. Quick draw. Yeah, um, there's a Magic the Gathering card called Regal Caracal. It gives all other cats uh, plus one plus one counters. So it is the cat. Mm. Fila, uh, Fila Day, I believe, is the cats. Good job, guys. I'll tell you in another life when we are born, cats. Oh, man. So would we say that that, that was the cat's meow? <laughs> Absolutely. I would like to uh, wipe that question from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, okay, through the first five, Team Meal, I believe, has uh, 10 points. Yeah. 
Team Texas Connection has 40 points, and so does Team Quick Draw. We're getting crushed. Nice. Yep. That's all right, though. We're just here for the fun. This meal has expired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A little bit of... I can't of... wait to hear, though, if Henry remembers the serval cat from the cartoon yeah. thing. <laughs> I can tell you he probably That was will, a good pull. So, yeah. I can tell you he probably will remember that. <laughs> all right. Only Henry will know. Yes. But moving on to the next question. What nation, which gained its independence from the UK in 1946, is ruled by a monarch named Abdullah II and Prime Minister Omar Rizaz, who is not a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame? We're struggling on this one. Yeah. We're trying to come up with British uh, former colonies or former protectorates or something. There's that only gained a couple. Yeah. And we're, all, we're assuming with the names that you provided, those would be uh, like a majority uh, Islamic nations, possibly like Middle East, maybe, or um, I don't know. Yeah. The ones I think we're kind of playing around with mentally are maybe Qatar or Kuwait or Jordan. We can't remember. <laughs> we can't remember if any or all or none of them were actually in the <laughs> British Empire at one point in time. That would be good so information to have. We apologize to any international listeners. I don't have a strong feeling about any of them either. Maybe Qatar or Kuwait. One of those two. Let's go with Cutter. Hmm. That's good. That's a good uh, good answer. World Cup host. Mm -hmm. And you guys went with? Yeah. Uh, Matt really wanted to go with India, and uh, we ended up just going with Saudi Arabia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I mentioned the basketball hall of fame. Oh, quick draw. I'm sorry. Yeah. King Abdullah II is in charge of Saudi Arabia. Well, the reason I mentioned the uh, basketball hall of fame is because the country is Jordan. Oh. Oh. Mm. You're right. It is Jordan. Damn it. <laughs> you were so confident. Mm. There isn't Abdullah in Saudi Arabia. Just... Why did you give us false hope? I know. We got so excited and then it just pulled it away from us. Uh. All right. Question number seven. What 2007 film features a plot that sees our underage protagonist attempting to acquire a fictional brand of gold flake vodka called Gold Slick in order to impress girls? Yeah. I'm locked in. We're yeah. locked in. Okay. Uh, Liz, I think, is it super bad? Yeah, I think super bad. I'm just remembering yeah. the McLovin yeah hawaii <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think that's i mean that's around the right time frame so mm -hmm. okay yeah. super bad meal mm -hmm. uh this question made us a happy meal uh because we are mclovin it uh we said super bad and uh yeah in a movie that holds up surprisingly well super bad when i was researching this question i was looking for uh like quotes from the movie and i was just crying because they're so that's funny <laughs> yeah it was it's funny relentless. it's it's super bad yeah when that came out um i we got like tickets to a private screening this is before anyone knew what the movie was they were doing a test screening to uh get audience uh participation or like opinion and we had to put our cell phones in a envelope and i remember having no idea what we were going to watch and i watched and i was like oh man this movie's gonna be a big hit because it was just <laughs> yeah. so crazy at the time i was like mm -hmm. all right next question what call-in radio show that began in 1983 and lives on today as a podcast hosted by Amber Rose featured hosts over the years such as Mike Catherwood and Stryker, though they are not the most famous hosts? Yeah, we're, we're locked in. Okay. The only, the only one that I can think of that's a call-in radio show type of thing that was kind of long and seems like it would have Amber Rose as a host would be like Loveline maybe. Like, did Adam Carolla and somebody else used to have one as well? I'm trying to, That's, I think they were like, on uh, Love Line. Adam Carolla, Adam Carolla and was on Dr. Howard Stern. Drew. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew were on, were the host, and he said the, the other people weren't the most famous hosts. So, right. I'm guessing that's probably 
that that would be my best guess. I can't think of any other radio call-in shows. Okay, let's go with Loveline. Meal. All right. Uh, yeah, we went with Loveline as mm-hmm. well uh, because of the clues, but also because uh, you talk about it a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> so yeah, and Jeff. Uh, yeah, just based on sheer affinity for the show, I said Loveline. I do love me some Loveline, especially <laughs> I, I like classic Loveline. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is Loveline. All right, next uh, question. This one's a little fun. I just dropped a new heavy metal album called The Biblical Plagues of Egypt. Track one is called Rivers of Blood. Track seven and eight are called Fire, Hail, and Swarms of Locusts, respectively. Be creative and tell me what I can reasonably entitle track ten. So give me a good give me a good metal song name <laughs> with your guess. I'm, lock- I'm locked in. I, th- I believe I could be wrong, but if it's uh, Magnolia, is any indication? I think it's frogs. You think frogs is the tenth one? Because that's the end of the movie when the frogs okay. come down. When which one is Firstborn Son? I I have no idea. Okay. I just I'm just thinking of of a different a completely different uh a thing and I just know at the end of Magnolia the frogs come down but I don't know if that is uh if that's one of the plagues. It'd be a funny answer though. <laughs> All this shit I've been seeing in the last ones. It's like frogs uh, the, no. <laughs> and on the tenth day my worst plague. <laughs> frogs. What no. about like brimstone? That's not a that's not a plague. Fire and right? brimstone. That's along with fire. They go together. You know. Hey. Okay. Welcome to Loveline. So... How can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like the welcome to love line. Um, <laughs> More help so, needed in studio. Okay. <laughs> Given the 10 plagues, um, we were just talking, uh, I'm Jewish. Shout out to the Hoffman Cooper extended family clan. Shout mm-hmm. out. Know that Passover is my favorite holiday. Whoop, whoop. Um, so I, we weren't sure how to make this more death metal sounding than it already does. It's <laughs> pretty, but the 10th plague is death of a firstborn child. Oh, Okay, now I feel like an idiot. And, and what was your answer? We said uh, we said scepter of the frog beast. All right, so basically frogs. <laughs> yeah. Frogs are number two. Yeah. Frogs. I mean, okay. Let's track two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Quick draw. Death of the firstborn. Okay, it is death of the firstborn. So yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> and all, we should call it Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> and the last question of the first round, based on a comic by Robert Crumb, without his blessing, mind you. What 1972 film was the first animated movie to receive an X rating from the U.S.? Mm. It's that. It's that. Um, it's the metal movie. Heavy metal. Yes. Oh yeah, that is a dirty movie. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of naked breasts in that movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that was Crumb, but yeah, I mean, heavy metal is. That, I do remember that being really in dirty. In 1972, the time. I feel like it was 80s, but I, I, I'm fine with that. I can't think of another movie. Okay. You want to do heavy metal? Yes, we are. It fits alive. the theme of the round. Death becomes the firstborn. I'm trying to like make it even more metal. Uh, you guys can talk out. Man, I don't. Know. I have no idea. I, I've got nothing. Um, I I don't know who Robert Crumb is except for what you told us in the question. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of just picking a cartoon out of thin air that I know is wrong, and I have nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Felix the cat. I don't uh, know. The X-rated Felix the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felix the cat. Yeah. Okay. And you guys? Uh, yeah. Matt just said the words uh, heavy metal. I thought it might be in the 80s, but uh, I do remember that one being a, a dirty movie. So we just yeah. want heavy metal. And quick draw. The only crumb I know is Victor Crumb. So I said Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Not correct. <laughs> that answer is incorrect. Um, actually, uh, the Texas connection was closer than they think because oh. it's Fritz the cat. Oh. Fritz. That's what it was. I knew it was something to do with the cat, but I couldn't think. 
kind of a cat theme uh, too. Darn cat. Right. Man, we're getting crushed. Great yeah. teamwork over there at Texas Connection. Quick draw, you already know what you are, so we'll <laughs> leave you by yourself. You're talented. And I don't think you got what two questions wrong? Three. All right, just leave. <laughs> um, scores? Yeah, score. so uh, uh, the scores going into the swing round. Uh, team Meal um, bringing up the rear with 30 points. And uh, Team Texas Connection has 70 points tied with Quick Draw. All right, so um, for the swing round, I'm going to try to do something a little uh, little fun with some sound clips um this is where it all falls apart i know i know that it's probably december by the time this airs um but uh currently in the studio uh halloween is approaching so i've been thinking about uh vampire movies and every clip that you hear is going to be from a vampire movie and i'm going to give you guys a good opportunity to uh, earn some serious points here you'll get uh 10 clips five points if you can name the movie that it's from and then five additional points if you can name the character who is speaking in the clip. And every character is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the again, character. I need okay. the character in the movie specifically because one of them is a little bit meta. Um, and uh, one of these is actually a TV show as well. So I, I'll give you that disclaimer. Only one is a TV show though. Are you guys ready okay. for the first clip? Number two coming at you. Nearly six centuries had passed since that night, yet the ancient blood feud proved unwilling to follow Lucian to the grave. Though lichens were fewer in number, the war itself had become more perilous, for the moon no longer held her sway. Okay, number three. I like to do it. I enjoy it. Take your receipts, taste, pure things. Kill them swiftly if you will. But do it! For do not doubt! You are a killer, Louis! Okay, number four. Hasn't had servants in 400 years, and then a man comes to his ancestral <laughs> home, and he must convince him that he, that he is like the man. He has to feed him. Then he himself hasn't eaten food in centuries. Can even remember how to buy bread, how to select cheese and wine, and then he remembers the rest of it. How to prepare a meal, how to make a bed. He remembers his past glory. Are we on number five? Four. Oh, sorry, five. My, my, yeah. my bad. It's not a dream. We are going to those stars, Charlotte. Oh, oh my dear one. Yes. You and I will get away from here. We will fly together to the city of the night where we were meant to be free from all of this. I got a movie question, Neil. Right there. Watch it. It's history. Yeah. Number <laughs> six. For Gloria Bar. Va? Elemente Gloria Bar. Skrik da. Skrik! Okay, next. You really trust. Excuse me that I do not join you. But I have already died. And I never drink wine. Here's probably the hardest one. This is 
self-obsession. It's a waste of living. It could be spent on surviving things, appreciating nature, nurturing kindness and friendship, and dancing. You've been pretty lucky in love, though. If I may say so. Okay, number nine. This is my torture chamber. I don't come in here often anymore. I tended to torture when I was in a bad place. I need to like see a film. And lastly. Daddy, why did you eat my fries? I bought them and they were mine. But you ate them. Yeah, you ate my fries and I cried. But you didn't see me cry. Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth. So you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape. Or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. So all the answers are in from both teams. Uh, let's hear the clip from number one one more time. Michael, you're one of us. Let go. Do you are one of us, Michael. And uh, let's start with Meal. What did you guys have? Uh, we went with uh, the classic Lost Boys, and that was uh, Kiefer Sutherland portraying David. Okay. And uh, how about uh, you guys over there? My Lost Boys and... Knew it was Keith for Sutherland, but couldn't pull the name. So we just got Lost Boys. Okay. And the answer is Lost Boys. And indeed, the character's name is David. So good job on that one. Team Meal. Nearly six centuries had passed since that night. Yet the ancient blood feud proved unwilling to follow Lucian to the grave. Let's start with Texas Connection on that one. Um, pretty sure that it was Underworld, but I don't know the character name. I think Kate Beckinsale played her, but I don't know. Okay. And uh, Team Meal? Yeah, we also went with Underworld, and uh, she was Celine. Hmm. And it was Underworld, and Celine is her name. All so right. good job there. Number three. I like to do it. I enjoy it. Take your receipts, taste, pure things. Kill them swiftly, if you will. But do it! For do not doubt! You are a killer, Louis! Let's start with Team Meal. Uh, we went with uh, Interview with the Vampire, and uh, that was Tom Cruise playing Lestat. We had the same Interview with the Vampire and Vampire Lestat. Uh, you guys are both 100% correct. Now we're getting into the more difficult territory here. Number four. Mm -hmm. That's in 400 years, and then a man comes to his <laughs> ancestral home 
and he must convince him that he that he is like the man. I had no idea. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So yeah, uh, we don't know. I I just said Blade and Wesley Snipes playing his character. Wesley Snipes the vampire. That is uh, the Shadow of the Vampire. Oh. And that was Max Shrek. This is the meta one because um, in this oh, movie, right, right. Willem Dafoe plays Max Shrek, who in turn is playing Count Orlock. But Max right. Shrek is the vampire in this right. particular Werner movie. Werner Herzog. Okay. Right. Or no, that's, uh, yeah. I just oh. Yeah, I remember that movie now. Okay. Okay. Number five. This uh, was some, uh, provided some difficulty for you guys, but mm-hmm. you, you got as far as saying it was probably animated. It's not a dream. We are going to those stars, Charlotte. So what did you say, uh, Meal? Uh, we went with Charlotte's Web, and we said some pig. And how about you guys? <laughs> well, it did sound animated to me, and the only thing I could think of that had animated vampires in it was Castlevania, um, which I think they have a thing on Netflix right now, but that's what we put. We not, didn't have a character. Though. Not a bad guess. Uh, quick draw? You yeah. Help me out? Uh, sure. Uh, I've been... I only have one right, by the way. I've been keeping my own score this whole time since you've been excluding me. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, the the film is Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust, and the character is Master Link. It's uh yeah, it's Meyer Link or Meyer Link, yeah. yeah. Meyer Link's the character. Of Vampire Hunter D is the film. Yeah, I only and get one for the film. Is now is that uh, the vitamin that they take to make sure they get enough sun? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, next up is uh, number six. Skeek, though. Skeek. Um, I think that, I mean, we went with Let Me In. Um, it sounded like they were speaking some, like, Swedish or whatever, which I thought that that's where that movie came from. So that's what we came up with. Can't remember a name. Okay. Team Meal. Uh, so Let Me In was the American remake with Chloe Gro- uh, Grace Moritz, but we went with the original Let the Right One In. <laughs> that's... I don't know the character. It. Yeah. And the correct answer is let the right one in. Uh, and, uh, uh, the character's that, name in this is Ellie. Ellie, okay. Ellie, yeah. That's right. All right, yeah. ne- next clip. You really trust. Excuse me that I do not join you. Yeah, so for this one, I think we were pretty set. It was Bram Stoker's Dracula, character Dracula. Okay. And how about you guys? Uh, we also went uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and uh, I was just going to write Dracula. I don't know if that's the character name, but we actually went Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, I, I think we're fine either way okay. here. All right. Same guy. I was just going to accept Dracula, but... Okay. I believe... Is he Vlad the Impaler, right? Kind and of? In certain mythos, yeah. I mean, in that movie, He's though, they do the flashback, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. I just want to make sure. All right. And uh, the most difficult one, probably, number eight. You've been pretty lucky in love, though. If I may say so. Let's uh, start with Texas Connection. Who, who wisely, might, mind you, said that Tilda Swinton was in this clip. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it sounded like. I don't know the movie, but uh, what was the one that you thought of, Liz? We, uh, <laughs> we came up with another vampire movie that we didn't think was actually any of the clips. But we thought uh, Queen of the Damned. Queen mm-hmm. of the Damned. How about but you guys? A, a vampire movie that deserved a shout out. Produced by Timbaland. Um <laughs> Yeah, we weren't sure. I, I heard uh, the the voice. Uh, I didn't think of Tilda Swinton. I was actually thinking of a newer film, uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And the correct answer is Only Lovers Left Alive. And Tilda Swinton's character in that is named Eve. And uh, number nine, one of my favorites here. 
This is my torture chamber. I don't come in here often anymore. I tended to torture when I was in a bad place. Let's start with Team Meal. Uh, yeah, we went with uh, Taika Watiti and Jermaine Clement, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. No character? I didn't know the character. I couldn't remember. Okay. And you guys? Yep. We, we also went with uh, Jermaine Clement, What We Do in the Shadows, but we couldn't come up with uh, the character name there. Yep. His name here is uh, Vlad or Vladislav the Poker. <laughs> and number 10 I think uh, Josh was getting a kick out of this one yes let's start with him uh, it's Adventure Time and that would be Marceline the Vampire Queen um, this is one of Henry's favorite uh, shows and I'm very sad that it's uh, over yeah, I gotta f- finish that last season. But what about you guys? Yeah, we we didn't know this one at all. But I'll let Matt take it. Oh, I w- I just sounded uh, animated, so we just said Hotel Transylvania. Okay, it is Adventure Time. Marceline the Vampire Queen. I was ready for Buffy, Angel, Vampire Diaries, um, Twilight. You and me uh, both. Check my check my math if I'm wrong. You guys uh, went from thirty to eighty. Yep. I went from seventy to eighty. Yes. And uh, Texas Chainsaw. I mean Texas Connection. <laughs> Uh, went from 70 to 115. Ooh. Well, let's jump right into the second round here. And we're uh, actually jumping into the second album from the same band, just for anybody who's playing along. All right. What famous fictional seducer made their first appearance in The Trickster of Seville and The Stone Guest around 1630? So the name of the work is The Trickster of Seville and The Stone Guest. Just to be clear, that's one work. For this one, we we both immediately thought Casanova, um, but the more we thought about it, the more I think we talked ourselves out of the answer, because the book title that you gave was The Trickster of Seville. We're thinking Sevilla, Seville in Spain, um, and trickster implies maybe a little bit more deviousness. Casanova, I think we thought, just made women fall in love with him. So we ended up changing our minds and going with Lothario. Mm, okay. Yeah, Matt and I, uh, we had listed four things over and over. We said Don Juan DeMarco, Casanova, uh, mm. threw Marquis de Sade in there. And then uh, Matt said Medusa for the stone guests. Uh, and then it, it came down to Don Juan and um, Casanova. And we ended up going Casanova. Quick draw. I jokingly said uh, Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... Tilting at windmills, but uh, it's Don Juan oh, is the correct yeah. Don we're looking for. I didn't even think of that one. Don Juan. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah. We're wrong. <laughs> Perfect. All right. At least we said it. Yeah. Number two. Also known for eating old clothing and the bindings of old books, what creature recently became one half of perhaps the dumbest meme yet? It might appeal to Brick Tamland of Anchorman, though. Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. It's, it's fine. Moths? Because he loves lamp. And moths. Yeah. Shows. So, yeah, I say we go moths. Okay, moths. Yeah. Uh, my favorite of these memes is the guy with his girlfriend and the girl walking by, and they replaced it with a moth and then a lamp walking the other way. Uh, it's moth. <laughs> and quick draw? I, I said moth. And, of course, uh, Brick Tamlin loves lamp as well, uh, but the answer is <laughs> moth. Yeah. That that meme blew up quick, and it's probably it's probably been over for two months by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. It's, well, it still happened. It's fast moving. 
Okay, question number three. Roughly, what is the difference between a hippogriff and a griffin in terms of special combination? So I think uh, hippogriff is from Harry Potter, and I believe it's the bird face, like an eagle face, and mm -hmm. then like a horse body. And then a griffin is a lion face with wings. It definitely has wings. Or a griffin has lion. It has a, actually, I think... It's a lion's body with, a, with wings. wings, right? Yeah, but it might have a different face too. But he said, what's the difference? So they both have wings. Mm. So that's the same. Yeah. So hippogriff, we're getting from Latin and Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> knowing, I think in Latin, that hippopotamus, we both kind of thought was the river horse. And knowing Harry Potter, buckbeak, uh, the hippogriff in Harry Potter has wings and flies so i think we said for a hippogriff that it was a combination of a horse and an eagle and a griffin i think was we we're narrowing down and we settled on a lion and an eagle so i think the difference is uh hippogriff hippogriff is a horse and eagle griffin lion and eagle okay and um for uh team meal yeah we just said that uh that the difference was that the hippogriff had no lion in it, but the griffin does, and then the remaining parts were the same. Is that kind of what we were saying? Yeah, I think we we're wrong. But so, I don't know. it was one. You know, one was they were. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to describe. But that's basically what yeah. Came so down. you're saying that the um, hippogriff is eagle and horse, and the griffin also has lion in the mix. Yeah, and, but also eagle and horse. There's no horse in it. We, Not in a griffin. We, we said one has eagle, one's horse. I don't know. That's well, yeah, they both have eagle, but the hippogriff. Yeah, ha I mean the uh, the yeah, they both have eagle, but the uh, whatever the griffin has a lion. Yeah, that's our answer. I don't know. That's probably wrong, but so what are the official combinations? <laughs> oh, so you do okay. We never said eagle. We said bird. We said bird, bird and horse and bird and eagle, <laughs> or bird and the lion. Why is it so hard? <laughs> uh, right, so one has horse, one has lion. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Mixed with a bird. Quick draw. Eagle head and lion's head. I think the bodies are otherwise the same. Okay, you are incorrect. Um, one is eagle horse, and the other is eagle lion. So um, Texas Connection and Meal will be getting points. All right. <laughs> all right, next question. We all know by this point that Daniel Day-Lewis is the greatest actor alive, mm -hmm. but he can't be infallible. Many would argue uh, that what musical, which he starred in, did not meet his standard, as it only has a 5.9 rating on IMDb, not an 8.5 Locked it's a good clue. I'm, we're in. Infallible may be a clue, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I hit the same thing. Infallible, nice. 5.9 rating versus an 8.5. Is there something about uh, ice skating? <laughs> <laughs> Kerrigan the musical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why? I've got nothing. Uh, I've got nothing too, and that's that's driving me crazy because I I really like musicals. Yeah. Um, I've I've got I've got absolutely nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. I'll okay. tap. Sounds like they're tapping. Meal. Uh, I like the clue there about uh, eight and a half, a Fellini reference. Um, the musical, I believe, was directed by Rob Marshall, uh, who's done some other movie musicals like Chicago, Into the Woods, and the uh, Mary Poppins Returns. But I believe it is nine. Quick draw. I've never heard of this, so I, uh, I have nothing. Yep, nine, which is a uh, rough remake of Fellini's Eight and a Half. It is nine. Mm. Came out mm. Mm, ten years ago or so, mm -hmm. roughly. Mm. 
No idea. Big name cast of uh, female co-stars. Yep. Penelope Cruz. I was going to say that's the one with all of the women. Yeah. And it's like Selma Hayek and a bunch of people. Yes. All right. Next question. What is the third longest river to run at least partially in China after the Yangtze and the Yellow River? Is that it? The Red River? I, I mean, we're not going to get anything closer. I so. think it's, I think, I feel like a color is correct. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'd be okay going Pearl River. I'm just not super confident in anything okay. on this question. Okay. Let's go with Pearl. We'll, we'll lock in with Pearl. Okay. Okay. Meal? Uh, yeah, we weren't sure on this one. I remember writing a question for something that Jeff liked. It had to do with like a flag. And then I, I had a clue about uh, yellow and then I believe it was another color. Um, and we said Red River, but I don't know if, even know if that's a river. All right, quick draw. I guessed the Mekong. Mekong is mm-hmm. correct. Um, uh, Matt was terribly was, close because he said Mahjong. Yeah. You were close. Yeah. And <laughs> Mekong in Chinese is red, so we get 10 points too. <laughs> it is not. None of that is correct. <laughs> Mekong no. is not red in Chinese. Red in Chinese <laughs> is Hongsu. Oh, Ooh. we got two here. Two ah. Chinese experts. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. All right. Next yeah. question here. Similar to rodeo. Charieta is the official sport of what country? I mean, the, the charieta sounds Spanish, obviously, and he, but it could also be Italian. But oh yeah, charieta. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I mean, it could be griffins riding griffins. Well, it's the official Ooh. sport. Is that what? It, uh, yes. Uh, where else has like? Um, well, let's not overthink this and just go Spain. Okay. On this one, we had a couple of thoughts, but we ended up saying, and and don't cry for us on this one. Mm, we want Argentina. Argentina. Okay, and yeah. uh, quick draw. I believe this one is Old Mexico, and it is Mexico. All right. Oh. All right. So uh, tied for second place, teams Meal and Quick Draw with one ten apiece. Still in a slight lead, team Texas Connection with one thirty five. Numero seven. Uh, start counting your teeth, assuming you have the usual and healthy number of teeth, all in the correct spots of an adult human. How many bicuspids are in your mouth right now? So you think it's all the teeth that aren't molars? No, sorry, 32 minus 6. Because you have, you have your... Well, you have your canines, uh-huh. your incisors, and then you have two front teeth. So you think it's everything that's not that or molars? Maybe. You want to go with like Six, 8? Maybe 12? 12. 12 is a good number. That's fine. We can go eight if you want. Let's go eight. We're locked in with eight. Okay. We're going to say four. Mm-hmm. Okay, four. And uh, quick draw. Uh, I think if you have all of your vestigial teeth, it's 20, uh, 16 regular molars, and four wisdom. So I said 20. Okay. So the bicuspids are the uh, teeth that are in between your molars and your canines. Ooh. With the, oh. If you feel, feel in your mouth with your tongue right now, uh-huh. there's two peaks on those teeth. Bye bicuspids mm-hmm. oh, molars yeah. have four so assuming you have It'd be eight two on each side per uh top and bottom uh, it would be eight mm-hmm. total oh nice. what a guess what a guess <laughs> nice and well done for the record i do not actually have all my teeth i am missing uh one pair of incisors on the top and oh. uh due to years of orthodontia i have a normal smile currently oh good for you <laughs> Before embarking on a new profession as a fashion model, somewhat by chance, Jeremy Meeks became known by the internet under what alias for being associated with a different career, and career is in quotes. Jeremy Meeks is the guy who had the hot headshot and he became a model. He was a criminal. Oh. He was a... 
Yeah, what was so the meme name, right? Yeah. It was a uh, felon um hot felon uh <laughs> no he he's not far off uh the dude he had he had a he had a teardrop on his cheek he became a he was at fashion week for new york within like six months of getting yeah, his released name, his name wasn't jeremy it was um they, they, they what are names for criminal there's like felon robber um con cutie cute con con cutie <laughs> cutie con cutie con man Fine. pick but, a combination of words guys okay. yeah uh all right we're we're in um, we're pretty sure he's the hot mugshot guy, the like <laughs> hot criminal, I guess. So I guess he's a career criminal. And I don't know if we needed to be more specific on what he got arrested for. Just uh, what's his what's his um, basically his fake name? His meme name, more yeah. or less. Two meme oh. questions. Like bad luck, Brian. Whatever. Oh, so hot mugshot oh. guy. <laughs> hot mugshot guy, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hot mugshot guy. That was that was our long discussion. Was um, yeah. we were trying to come up with with this name, and we came up with a bunch of stupid ones, and we ended up what did cutie con man? Cutie con man. <laughs> <laughs> what about quick draw over here? I uh, I have never heard of this guy. I don't I don't spend a lot of time on the internet. So. All right. Well, um, the first words out of Neil's mouth were hot felon. And it's hot felon. Oh my Damn god! It. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to give points to uh, to Texas Connection and uh, Meal just for knowing who that guy. Yeah, was. we knew who it was. So points points to you guys. <laughs> to be fair, he should have been called the Cutie Con Man because that's way better. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I knew he had a teardrop tattoo on his cheek should have yeah. been enough. Yeah. All right, that's enough for me. Quite frankly. All right. <laughs> next, what film features Elijah Wood eating dinner? Which is actually just a potato with Gogol Bordello frontman Eugene Hutz. They do the soundtrack. It's uh, something sunshine. Everything is sunshine or uh, everything is illuminated. Okay, we're in. <laughs> I can't think of a, I can't think of a movie that. Oh, uh, uh, everything, is, everything, everything is, is illuminated. illuminated. Let's go with that. Yeah, right. I'll agree with that. Everything is illuminated. All right, they're in with Everything is Illuminated, and Neil says? Uh, yeah, I believe it's the Liev Schreiber-directed movie, Everything is Illuminated. Quick draw. Uh, I had no idea, so I said Pleasantville. Turns out Everything is Illuminated. Mm. Good job. Points to you guys. Nice poll there. Thank you. Yeah, right at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. All right, and the last question of regulation. In terms of length, which is bigger, an American football field, not including the end zones, or the Hollywood sign? Um, Do you want to go football field? I think we could go football field. Okay. Okay. I was trying to remember from the Justin Timberlake movie, Friends with Benefits, when he gets like picked up off of the Hollywood sign from a helicopter. Uh, and I think, I think I'm leaning that the Hollywood sign is longer just because... Nine letters, each letter would only need to be 10, a little over 10, 12 yards. So, yeah. Uh, Hollywood. I'm totally agree. Okay. They're in with the Hollywood sign, and you guys say? Yeah, we didn't think that, um, we thought, we figured the letters would actually be about 10 to 12 feet uh, in length. You've got nine letters, you're looking at 120, 130 feet um and then if you spaced them out 10 feet apart then you're throwing another 100 which still only gets you about 260 feet which is less than 300 feet which is the football field so we said football field was longer quick draw i guess that a football field was longer all right well i have not gazed on this sign myself but according to my research it would be 44 feet tall 
352 mm. feet long. Mm. So, uh, in other words, if you centered the sign in the football field, it would basically be in the end zones. The ends would be in the end zones. Mm. So the answer is Hollywood sign. All right. So the scores going into the final round. Uh, team Quick Draw finally in last place, 130. Uh, slightly ahead of me is Team Meal with 140. And our current leaders, they've been since the swing round, uh, is Team Texas Connection with 165. All right. Moving into the final round. Um, I'm about to announce the categories. Just for the record, the mystery theme is currently over. So these are disassociated. All right. Your categories are words you can say on TV, theater etiquette I can get behind, Obligatory Simpsons Jam, Cake News, and, well, I don't know what I expected. All of the wagers are in. Questions, please. (laughs) Money, please. (laughs) I have never answered more questions right in my entire life. All right. So, question number one, words you can say on TV. What word was used in the original Battlestar Galactica and its reboot as a clever workaround for the infamous F-word? Fork. (laughs) And number two, theater etiquette I can get behind. What 1960s film broke convention when the director insisted on a no late admission policy to his film? Number three, obligatory Simpsons jam. According to Homer, when he was 17 and drank a very good beer for the first time, what name was on his fake ID? And also, what band did he stay up late listening to? It's not fake news, it's cake news. Let them eat cake is a phrase often uttered to describe a misunderstanding and disregard for the lower classes from the upper crust. Although it was most likely not said by her, what wife of Louis the Sixteenth is this quote often attributed to? And lastly, well, I don't know what I expected. I was shopping around at Borders Books in 2004 <laughs> and wanted to pick up a copy of the Jungle Book. Unfortunately, they were out of copies and I settled for the Jungle instead. There were no talking animals in that one, but I sure do know a lot about what specific industry that the book focuses on. Yeah. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody is in. Let's do this thing. Okay, number one. Words you can't say on TV. What word was used in the original Battlestar Galactica and its reboot as a clever workaround for the infamous F word? Oh, okay. Uh, well, with 15 points, we wager we said frack. Uh, we also said frack. How many points on that? They had 10. Okay. And you, quick draw. Uh, I wagered 15. Uh, when this question came up, I originally said fork because of my, affi- good place. Yep, my affinity for the good place, but I believe it is frack. Mm-hmm. It is frack. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Theater etiquette I can get behind. What 1960s film broke convention when the director insisted on a no-late-admission policy to his film? All right, and the wagers on this one, uh, I had zero, uh, Team Meal had 15, and Texas Connection had 20. Tejas Connection? Uh, we went with Psycho. I prefer the audience doesn't see the end of the film. Psycho? <laughs> and uh, I didn't write anything because I didn't have a wager. Okay. And it is psycho good job guys all right obligatory simpsons jam according to homer when he was 17 and drank a very good beer for the first time what name was on his fake id and what band did he stay up listening to uh and the wagers on the simpsons question i wagered five uh team meal wagering a big 20 and uh zero for the texas connection okay let's go over to matt for his (laughs) surely his team's answer yeah it's uh I believe he used a fake ID. His name was Jimmy McGee, and he stayed up listening to Queen. All right. And Texas Connection? Uh, we didn't come up with anything for the name. I just put down Doobie Brothers. <laughs> yeah. okay. And Quick Draw. Uh, I, I know I've seen this episode, but I just drew a blank, so I think I'm losing those five points. All right. Well, his name was Brian, Brian McGee, McGee. Yeah. and he did stay up listening to Queen. So, unfortunately, no points on that mm. one. All right. It's not fake news. It's cake news. Let them eat cake is a phrase often uttered to describe a misunderstanding and disregard for the lower classes from the upper crust. Although it was most likely not said by her, what wife of Louis XVI is this quote often attributed to? Uh, let's go with Texas Connection. Sorry. So uh, wagers on this one. Uh, Team Quick Draw had 10 uh, shared by Texas Connection and uh, zero was the wager for uh, our friends over in Team Meal. Mm-hmm. Texas? We that. believe that this quote is mistakenly attributed to Marie Antoinette. Meal? Yeah. Uh, Marie Antoinette. And quick draw. I said Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette. Good job, guys. And well, I don't know what I expected. I was shopping around at Borders Books in 2004 and wanted to pick up a copy of The Jungle Book. Fortunately, they were out of copies and I settled for The Jungle instead. There were no talking animals, but I sure know a lot about what specific industry that the book focuses on wagers 
Uh, all right, Team Meal with a low bet at five. Team Quick Draw had 15 to, at stake, and uh, Texas uh, Connection, I always want to say Texas Chainsaw because I wrote TC down, yeah. uh, had 20 <laughs> for their wager. All right, let's start with Texas. Um, well, as you were reading the question, we were both writing down things. Uh, we went with Rudyard Kipling, then we went to Upton Sinclair, and then finally Meatpacking. Okay, and uh, Team Meal. Yeah, I wrote down uh, Upton Sinclair right away. I thought that was going to be what the clue was going towards, but uh, we ended up writing meatpacking. And quick draw. I believe this happened right in our backyard, Chicago Meatpacking District. All right, a very strong final round. Let's get those final scores. With uh, 155 points, uh, Team Meal is in third place. Morose meal today. <laughs> it is a morose meal. Uh, slightly edging them out at 165 was Team Quick Draw. And with a whopping 225, it goes to show you don't mess with Texas. Texas Connection. <laughs> Yay. You are the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Good great job. great game, right. guys. Yeah, great. That was Claps awesome. All around. That was Golf clap. <laughs> you guys were a great team together, too. For You guys never played trivia together, right? No. No. We should no. play together First more time. often. You guys are good. No kidding. <laughs> You have, to, you have to come defend your title another time. And you guys can just uh, mail me that check anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of checks, uh, once again, thank you to Josh, who is a United States champion. And uh, Jeff, uh, want to tell us a little bit about Patreon? Well, I'm sure you've heard everything there is to know about our Patreon, but you really don't know until you get in there and check it out for yourself. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show directly. Uh, $5 and up gets you access to all of our bonus episodes, which are really fun, really great. Uh, we tend to keep them very lighthearted. Um, and uncensored. Still a bit of trivia. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're, they are a little less serious, but they... Yeah, and we have like eight, eight or nine up there now, right? Oh, we have... Uh, I think we have more than a dozen. One yeah. of them's on Jeff's uh, grooming habits, which is kind of weird, but it's trivial. So $5 yeah. gets you about, I don't know, six more hours of content. At so. least a dollar yeah. a day feeds a podcaster. <laughs> I will remember. <laughs> we always devolve into Sarah McLaughlin, and I can't figure out why. We're not that sad. Um, <laughs> pretty sad <laughs> but, um, so yes no and then uh, our our t-shirts which uh, will have just come out at this point um, if you haven't gotten in on the initial run which has just passed um, if you support us at the $10 and higher level you will still get discounts on those and other merchandise that we have uh, and uh, check out even our Triviality Box, which uh, is kind of a nice swag box we put together. Uh, some favorite things of ours, also some Triviality things, uh, so you can share with friends and family. And if you feel like we have earned your support, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Well, you know, a special thank you to our guests today, uh, Josh Head and Liz Hoffman. You can join them over on our Facebook group, The Crop, uh, where there's a lot of gifts, a lot of uh, different uh, hijinks going on. And he question. loves those gifts. He's always pushing it. Loves the gifts. Uh, I do. Um, there's a question of the day uh, provided by our uh, friend uh, Jason Borson over at Liquid Courage. So you'll be able to see that. Sometimes we give you the answers. Sometimes we give you the answers in the question, in the post. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, please join us over there. Uh, have We're almost at 300 members, I believe, which is pretty sweet. Um, we're, we're moving on up over there mm -hmm. um but uh we really appreciate all the uh emails we've been getting uh in support uh of bloodsport which was a lot of fun and uh just about what, we're, what we've been doing about asking for merchandise which uh, is out now and we hope everyone likes it and uh yeah i guess we could throw it over to uh maybe liz first uh anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or or uh tell us about yourself a little bit more uh sure i'll give a shout out to my regular trivia team we change names pretty often, but our most recent team name was the Les Miser Blah Blahs. Mm. That would <laughs> nice. be uh, Heather, Lisa, Jonathan, and Nathan. So 
we uh, routinely come in third place, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, we hope that that name can last one day more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, I also love musicals. Uh, uh, no one knew that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Josh, uh, we, we know about Henry. Henry, if you're listening, uh, if it's in the morning, have fun at school. If it's at night, uh, go to bed, please. Uh, but Josh, uh, what, who would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, I'll also shout out my uh, trivia team, the Hobo Goat family. Uh, we uh, play it t- Tuesday nights at Moon Tower Saloon here in Austin. And so if you want to come out and try and beat us, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, thanks again to our guests for Skyping in to us today and giving us a couple hours of their time. And uh, thank you for listening and giving us a couple hours of your time. For my co-hosts, Jeff, Neil, Matt, and our guests, Josh and Liz, my name is Ken, and that was Triviality. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17.